0: Welcome to Shopware Unplugged, episode 8.
1: My name is Boris Kraba, CEO of Ergonaut and Strix. Strix is an agency, an enterprise partner of Shopware. My name is Thomas.
0: I'm owner of Shopware e-commerce, enterprise partner in the Netherlands.
1: Hi everybody. Uh, today we have a special guest. For the first time, we're going to have um, uh, two people at one uh, at one episode, so we'll we'll see how the how the questions will look like. So it, it became a little bit uh, a little bit uh, crowdy. Today we have Fabian and Rico, and I think I'll ask Fabian and Rico to uh, so they can introduce uh, themselves because uh, then it will be the most. The most proper way, because usually I mix and uh, and make some changes, and then and then it's hard to to explain it. So Fabian, if you could say a few words, uh, who are you, what you do, and maybe because I didn't mention, you can tell you can tell people why we invited you uh, for the for the show.
2: Yeah, uh, I'll try to. Uh, yeah, hello, I'm Fabian Blechschmidt. I'm a ton of things. Um, I'm a a live action role player. I'm a conference organizer. I'm an entrepreneur, um, I would say, Um, trying new things. And currently, I'm a Magento developer, want to be shopware developer, and Magento One long-term supporter. You invited me or us um, to tell you a little bit uh, about the Magento community, a lot about the shopware community. You might even know better than we. Maybe not the German one. We are happy to talk a little bit about Magento to one migrations.
1: Great. Rico, And could you say a few words about, about, about yourself?
3: I'm working with Magento since, uh, I have no idea, 12, 13 years, something like that. So early beta version. Um, I also joined um, Magento and now Adobe uh, in training developers, front-end as well as back-end developers with Magento 1 and Magento 2. I hated Shopware for a long time, but when Shopware 6 has been released, I just took a look again and I was quite impressed how they improved the software over time. Especially because they did what Magento didn't want to do. They started from scratch with a new piece of software. And um, in that case, Showa was a very emerging player here in, in Germany, especially the German speaking area. And um, that's why with MageOne, where we try to figure out a way for merchants to stay on Magento One for as long as they need to finalize their migration plans, to finish their ongoing migration, they also have probably some time to wait to Shopware 6 is so ready that the merchant says okay now it's fine for me to switch and that's why we founded Mesh1 uh, together with uh, a few other people like Carmen Bremen uh, to be as close and to be as Vogt
1: Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, because that's an interesting story that you were very much uh, involved into, into Magento. So why suddenly you decided to switch, uh, switch to, you know, uh, shopware or maybe not switch, uh, but involve also shopware. And yeah. you, you, you stopped your focus only on Magento, uh, but also, also having some other, some other options, some other uh, platforms, because I think that's, Magento is the, the, the thing where people recognize you. Yeah, that's the, the most important platform you've been working on, uh, as you mentioned, for 12 years.
3: The thing is that with Magento, too, Adobe shifted the focus, and the core focus group was um, the – especially here in the German-speaking area, I can only talk about it, Germany mostly. It's uh, the smaller tier, uh, like in Germany we say KMU, uh, which is small business, um, and yeah. Magento 1 was difficult enough to need a sophisticated agency, but it was easy enough for smaller merchants to use Magento. But with Magento 2, they uh, switched to more enterprise-level agencies and enterprise-level customers, and in that case, it's not really a suitable solution for the smaller, um, the smaller clients here in, well, probably worldwide, I think. And um, that's where you need an, any kind of solution that uh, fits in that new empty spot and we so we here in my company we looked into the market and we found out that Shopware 6 is a very promising player now because they have uh, default uh, software solutions like uh, Vue.js, Symfony application and it's not that they build their own stuff with their own framework and their own here and there what Magento usually does but they used um, standard core components that are well aware um, with a lot of developers out there. In that case, you have a a broad foundation which you can build up and um, you can jump on the shopware train quite easily. I mean, it's still complex because it's, it's, it's a big platform and it's using the standard technologies in a specific way, but you don't have to learn the Magento framework stuff or the shopware framework stuff because it's just default. And in that case, I think it's very easy. And um I like the approach. It's fresh, it's uh headless API-based approach. You can do basically whatever you like. I mean, still it's a very young project, so they have a long road to go. But they are at the end, it's it's like in the early days of Magento. You know, when we when we started with Magento, it was kind of a family community happening. We all worked together and it was a very very cozy atmosphere. And um Later on, I mean, Magento Evolved and uh, the company grew and um, now they have uh, a big player in the back. So it's not that family atmosphere anymore. But with Shopware, I kind of feel that feeling again. And that's promising. And that's why, yeah. uh, also why I joined that community.
0: And you, Fabian, what is your uh, road or experience with uh, Shopware up to now?
3: Where did you meet them?
2: Um, yeah, my uh, road started, I think, a little bit earlier than Rico's um, because I'm part of the Web Engineering um, Unconference Organizing Team, which is an unconference happening on Mallorca since three years each year. It was uh, before we renamed it to Web Engineering Unconference. It was the PHP Unconference Europe, and we had the big luck to um to have Shopware as a sponsor on board and us as our main sponsor since years, so I know the employees already, and it was or, uh, always fun to talk to uh, Benjamin Kremer back then when he was the community evangelist, yeah. uh, which is now Niklas. Back then, um, I had a, a super nice and interesting talks um, when I was uh, the Magento guy and they were the uh, shopper people and discussing e-commerce problems and their point of view and my or our point of view as a Magento community or Magento um, solution provider. And yeah, when the Magento 2 question was asked, what next? And the mm-hmm. answer was uh, definitely no Magento 2 because it's too complex and I, I'm not able to do projects on my own and I need more experts and I would have need to grow. And yeah, I didn't want that. Yeah. So the question is what then? And thankfully I already know a ton of Shopware people. So, um, and after checking uh, not only the company and the employees, but um, having a look into the code and the, the, the culture and the community, it, it looked promising. And then yeah, um, back to Rico's answer. It's yeah. really nice to talk to the people and I'm feeling invited. Okay. And guys, what 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 is the
0: when when did you start thinking of Mage One? Because we there was this moment in time where Magento first sent out the message that they would stop supporting uh, Magento One uh, somewhere in 2019. After that, it was June 2020. But where did you guys meet? Because and what was your main reason to start with Mage One?
2: I think we started thinking about Mage 1, like, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, Rico, but I guess we started four or five years ago with, with uh, thinking about Mage 1 uh, when Magento uh, announced stopping support for Magento 1 the first time. And, um, yeah, um, and there we already had the, the, um, uh, the situation that a ton of, um, Magento merchants were still on Magento 1, and there was no way that they migrate um, to whatever system on time. And so we uh, thought about how to do that and um, how to implement it, how to um, finance it, um, and what the problems are. And then Mm -hmm. Magento came around the corner and said, uh, um, April's joke, full day. um, It was all a joke, Um, we'll continue supporting, which was great because um, we wanted to to uh, solve a problem um, merchant will get uh, once uh, Magento stops supporting, and um, the cool thing is now the problem is gone. Um, support was still f- for free, and um, yeah, everything was was cool. And then a few years later, um, Magento announced again 18 months as as expected 18 months before uh, stopping support that they'll uh, now <laughs> really stop it. And uh, Ben Marks went on every stage and <laughs> repeated itself that there is no way they'll change that ever again. And, um, yeah, so we sat together again because still, unfortunately, the situation is still the same. We have, I don't know, 350, 450,000 Magento merchants out there, and uh, 60, 70% are still Magento 1. So, um, they need a solution, and um yeah, then we sticked our heads together and thought about how to do it, and yeah, founded a company to show that we are taking that serious, and um now we are doing magenta one long term support
0: okay, and, okay. You, uh, and can you yeah i was I was wondering <laughs> for it, if they if they had now have three hundred and fifty thousand customers, so that would be a good cool, cool
1: business case. <laughs> I think if they, I think if they had so many customers, they wouldn't talk to us, and uh, you know, we would, we would, or we, we would be invited to Mallorca or some other place for this, yeah. for this recording. Okay, guys, if you could explain it very, very easily. Let's say I'm a Magento one um, merchant who's still using Magento one. I've done hundreds of customization during the last uh, years. I have, uh, you know, uh, different modules. Uh, uh, installed, everything is working, you know, it's um it's working okay. Uh I know that Magento One is, you know, not supported anymore, but you know, my shop is running, there is COVID, so it's even bigger. Uh so uh what and how you can help me with Mage one, what I can get from you as a as a support because my Magento One is, is okay, it's moving forward. It got a lot of Backend notifications that, you know, it's out of date, it's not being supported. But somehow, you know, the orders are coming, everything is nice, so uh, how you can help me, what kind of, what kind of my, my need or my risk you can, um, you can solve and how?
3: Well, basically, uh, what we do is what Adobe did. So, you can get patches from us, which will fix security issues and compatibility issues with PHP, Apache, MySQL, and you will get a patch file and you take that patch file and do whatever you like with it. So either you install it yourself or you throw it away or you give it a developer of your trust and then they can install it for you. And this is basically what you get from us. Um, On the other hand, we have a little bonus module that you can install. Um, This extension is called Quick Protection System and it works somehow like a little web application firewall inside of Magento. So if you are a smaller merchant, then you probably don't want to spend too much money on your store. Um, especially when it comes to um, additional services like um, Cloudflare, for example. You know? Cloudflare has a WAF solution, and it has a, a powerful machine in front of your Magento store. And whenever there is a malicious request that they recognize, they will drop the connection. I mean, there are other service providers as well, um, hosting companies that do that, um, like JetRace, for example, or you have Sucuri, uh, which also provides a WAF. But if you don't have that in place you can install the QPS and the QPS will then check based on our rules for our patches which patch is not installed and if there is a request that we can identify that is malicious we will drop the connection within Magento. It's not as secure as the real web application firewall in front of the application server but it's still much better than having nothing at all and we used the quick protection system to uh, mitigate any kind of threats after a store um, while we already know about the security vulnerability but don't have the patch ready yet so in that um, in between time the qps has the full power because it can void the requests as long as we don't have the patch ready yet so the other thing that we try to do is having our patches ready within 30 days and not like uh, adobe within uh, three or six months so you usually have a faster patch uh, round trip and this is also very important if we talk about um, PCI compliance and you know, this is uh, one of the biggest buzzes that yeah <laughs> happened in the last weeks because uh, first I think it was Adyen, um, then it was Visa and finally it was PayPal all saying that um, a Magento One store is going out of PCI compliance because Adobe drops their support and we said okay it's it's just not true because if you read through the PCI requirements, then you need someone who supplies patches. And if you have Mage1, you have someone who supplies patches. And this is not the case because you fall out of PCI compliance. If you don't install the patches and if you don't have all the other measures, countermeasures in place, then you fall out of PCI compliance. But you would have fallen out of PCI compliance either way, even if you have a Magento 2.4, and if you have PayPal, whatever. If you don't comply with PCI, then um, might be another reason. But Patches is not the one, because you have Mage 1.
1: Doesn't mean you talk to Visa, and you are working on you know, getting the, 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 the compliance back?
3: <laughs> first of all, there is no need to get the compliance back, because you never lost it. That's the first thing, and the, the second thing is, visa uh, is like a big hill of ants and there is not that single ant giving you the answer it's it's like everyone is saying what is written in the in the statue but y- you can't talk to to someone we tried for i think 4 months and It was always like, yeah, we got your request and we will uh, take it to the responsive uh, or to the responsible party and we'll come back to you. Yeah, okay, with some internal issues, we'll get back to you. We get back to you. We get back to you. At the end, no one got back to us. it's just not possible. Also, PayPal, it's, it was like they put their fingers in the ears and said, I can't hear you. Yeah, And it was, it was a problem. But the only thing that we try to do is explain to them that their merchants do not fall out of PCI compliance. Because the only thing that they wanted to understand is there is no Adobe anymore. So no one is taking care of Magento. And that's it. I mean, you can just count uh, one and one together. Um, in Magento 2.4, Magento or Adobe will remove all payment integrations from Magento 2, except one. Now you can guess which one it is. And it's the only payment processor that probably tries to convince people to migrate to Magento 2. And uh, that's also an interesting thing. In all this material that Visa and PayPal sends out, it's not like you have to migrate to a different platform. They say you have to upgrade to Magento 2. Yeah, <clears throat> strange
1: okay, and what about uh because uh yeah we can imagine if i if I'm still this magenta one customer, what about all the plugins because that's 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 the other challenge that most of the plugin developers uh yeah they they probably already dropped support for for their modules uh because it's uh it's not an uh yeah. emerging uh market it's not growing anymore, so it's hard to you know support uh uh, Magento 2 and Magento 1. When you know that Magento 1 is already dead, so if I have still a lot of plugins, uh, will you take care of my plugins too, or or it's something I have to I have to deal with on my own?
2: Um, unfortunately, we don't take care of your modules. We are only taking care of of the Magento core system. And the funny or sad thing is that um, this is the same answer as for enterprise modules because everything which is not Magento core is either just too much because um, taking care of 10,000, 20,000, I think um, in the good times, the Magento marketplace had 16,000 modules in it. So there is no way to taking care of them. And the, the quality of the modules are very mixed.
3: Um, With Matron we have uh, a huge partner network and most of the bigger developers of Magento extensions already said that they will continue to support their Magento 1 extensions and they also see an increasing demand because people are switching. Um, Back in the day, security was not a big thing for people. So if you, I mean, we're all in the agency business, so if you take over a shop system, then you will have your scans and you see that there is a bunch of outdated um, extensions. Probably extensions where you can get updates or extensions which have been abandoned or where the developer is no longer existing anymore. For example, you can use EcomScan from SunSec to scan through your shops. Yeah, this is what we usually do here and they can get a very good report of what needs to be done. Because people now focus on security, they also go through their shops and check which extensions are not required anymore and throw them out. Then they see, okay, these extensions need to be updated. There is an updated version which fixes the security bug. So, they will buy updates as well and others are migrating. If you have an an abandoned or discontinued product, you can switch to another extension developer. Um, So, for example, we have a Hatworks um, and they have a vast amount of different extensions for various um, things you like to do in your shop. We have uh, One-Step Checkout, which is the most famous additional checkout of Magento. And they all said, first of all, we see a demand um, that is increasing. We still have the commitment. We are cooperating with Mage One. So we still support Magento One merchants because it's still an amazing platform. Just because there is a Magento Two, Magento One isn't old or bad. I think that it's just something that the community has to take care of right now. And as Fabian already said, Enterprise is a big issue. We tried really hard to make Adobe understand that they just can't drop the support for their enterprise clients because they earn money with them. Yeah, I mean, you don't get anything from Adobe, but you still have to pay the licenses. So what happens is that most of the enterprise customers are now downgrading to community edition. Which is fine for me. I mean, um, they can use Mage One then much more easily. Yeah. But st- if you have an Enterprise Edition, you can still use Mage One to cover your core part of the Magento Enterprise Edition, and anything else is unfortunately up to you, because from a license point of view, we are not allowed to work on this code core. Uh, core code, sorry.
1: Yeah. So I have an honest question. So how does your relation with Magento slash Adobe looks like right now? Because, you know, in, in their world, it probably would be much easier if you wouldn't exist. Yeah, And Mage 1 would not uh, exist because they can just tell, yeah, you have to migrate. There is no other option. And then there are two guys like, hey, there is another option. And, you know, the people will might, might stay longer. So for probably, you know, you're you're not very much welcomed with,
3: uh, with Magento and Adobe. Do you have a bodyguard God, that's... Uh, No, we don't need one. The thing is that most of our merchants are no longer the focus group of Adobe's um, Magento products. So, at the end, um, for sure they'd like to see Magento one wiped out from history, but still we're not a competitor. Because people who want to migrate, they migrate. And then it's, it's even more Uh, important to have Mage 1 because Magento 2 projects take a lot of time and they are very expensive and Uh Emergen needs this time and they cannot rush through immigration migration and that's why it's very important to have Mage 1. For all the others, they don't care, I'm I'm pretty sure. Adobe doesn't care about us, uh, about the the small business. You're not on the
1: radar. Yep. Okay, but we're uh, we're not on a Magento podcast, but Shopware. So what does Shopware <laughs> has to do with Mage 1? Yeah, that's the question, because people are listening and, like, they're talking about Magento. Like, did I did I make a uh, wrong podcast? So uh, now uh, everything is in green and the Shopware gets on the stage. So what what does the Shopware has to do with Mage 1?
2: We had the big opportunity to um, settle a cool deal with Shopware which is interesting because Shopware is now doing more for Magento 1 merchant than Adobe is doing. (laughs) And um, um, we had a nice chat with um, Shopware about uh, migrations and um, what is the future of uh, Magento 1 merchants. And one option for a Magento One merchant is, of course, to migrate to Shopware. So we have a cool deal with Shopware. If you are migrating to Shopware professional or enterprise, Shopware is taking care um, for our um, fees uh, for six months of the merchant which is pretty nice. So the merchant now um, can get a um, shopper 6 license and then can take uh, his or her time, their time to migrate slowly and with high quality and not under pressure from Magento into the new shiny blue future.
0: Okay. And um, if you talk to those merchants, eh, do, do you also advise on if shopper 5 or shopper 6 would suit them best?
2: To be honest, I didn't. Maybe Rico has, but um, most uh, so the the most people who are um, or um, the customers I talk to running um, the Shopware deal are um, m- normally has a has an agency and a, a good um, partner who um, helps them deciding that. Okay. I
3: mean, if you ask me personally, then um, I mean I got the right. The question is Shopware five or Shopware six, right?
2: yeah 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 that's
3: also uh, okay that's a so question. as I said I, I hated Shopware years ago so I would never recommend <laughs> Shopware 5 because it's, it's not a well-designed um, application but uh, Shopware 6 is a completely different story and that's why I'd say I I don't see Shopware 6 to be market ready yet but it's very close it's super promising um, I'd say probably you wait for another half or year and then look into the platform again uh-huh. so for me as an as developer I have to start working with Shopware 6 right now yeah because I have to gain the knowledge I have to gain the uh, the understanding of the difference between uh, Magento and Shopware yeah. some things are similar others are completely different um, especially the approach for the different storefronts if you have the headless API stuff then you can connect different storefronts and this is a little bit different compared to Magento yeah and uh van in about one year i think it's uh it's i think it, far enough to use it for my new projects okay what what are what are things you are missing out in shopware 6 currently is there something specific mm, it's um a lot of smaller things especially for me as a Magento developer and um in our discussions with uh, Magento one merchants we of attribute sets so the the way how the data is being stored in the database is completely different compared to shopware yeah and um, in our case what we can do is we can sell different goods in the same uh, application and don't you know, mess up the database structure so you, usually you think of your your product data as in a big table Yeah. You, know, you have a bunch of columns each column is some kind of information you know like you have uh, a table then you can say okay the surface um, has a specific material then the the stand has a material yes this and that and then you also sell uh, laptops and there you need another column which is called CPU uh, RAM disk space and so on and the way how Magento separates this information is that you can say okay now I want to add a new product which is a laptop and you don't see any other information that you have to well, that you probably have not to fill in like what is the stand material from my tables Uh because I don't need it there. And these are called attribute sets and attributes. And Shopware has something something similar, which are custom fields and stuff like that, but it doesn't work uh, from the UI perspective as it does in Magento 1 or Magento 2. And in that case, you mess up Either you mess up the um, the admin panel in Shopware, or you mess up the merchant when he has to, uh, yeah, create the products from the backend because he has to, yeah, pull in all the different attributes. So the merchant has to think of what attributes do I need for that specific product,
0: uh-huh. and
3: in Magento that's um, that's much more clear and more UX friendly. And I know that Shopware is currently working on it. These are the things that I mean, yeah. There are still glitches or things that are not as good as they could be, and Shopware mm-hmm. is very open to work on that, and they are very dedicated to have to spend resources for that. So I'm in touch with the development team uh, on the Shopware side, and we are discussing these things, and we help to okay, migrate merchants good. from Magento to Shopware, and to to get them the best product possible on the Shopware side as well.
0: Yeah, and but so so you don't compare, let's say the. The the shopware uh, properties you don't compare them to the Magento attributes. And of course, I know it's different because we were Magento HG as well in in the past, and it, it was for us one of the biggest challenges to rethink how you work with the products and all the setup. But that's where shopware comes in with properties, and uh, so it's it's slightly different. Yeah, that's true.
3: I mean, at the end, if you have a catalog with, uh, I know, 50 different types of products, then you might end up with 100 attributes. And in Shopware, you can either say, show me all 500 properties at once, mm-hmm. and I have to decide which I have to fill in, or show me nothing, and then I have to decide which needs to be created for each product. So if yeah. I create 20 laptop products, I have to decide 20 times which attributes I need. And this is kind of cheesy. And um, this is where Shopware is currently changing the way how these properties work. Yeah. These custom fields can be uh, now, basically they can be filtered in groups. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, let, okay. let's see how this works out. Tomorrow I have a call with them and um, I will see cool. the, the current uh, pace on this uh, side project there
1: so your recommendation would be then uh wait uh, get mate 1 yeah wait till a uh, few months and then 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 decide to go with uh with shopware 6 so if i were still this magenta 1 uh magenta 1 customer yeah
3: yeah from my point of view yes uh, uh but that's my personal point of view because i don't like mm. shopware 5 i know that there is some the migrators that you can run shopware 5 and shopware 6 in parallel and you can migrate the data on the fly So if you are a shopware agency and you want to take over Magento 1 merchant and you think Magento, uh, sorry, Shopware 6 isn't ready yet, you can also migrate to Shopware 5, migrate all the data later. But um, I think it's it's just cheaper for the merchant to stay on Magento 1 because Magento 1 is a very mature software. Um, I don't expect it to contain... A lot of uh, very critical security vulnerabilities there. So the the only thing that you have to take care of is the smaller patches for the small security issues, plus the PHP patches because PHP seven point two is uh, end of life in November, and then you have a lot of time, and then you can do the switch next year. Yeah. And I think that might be fine.
0: What is also interesting, Rico, is I think from that perspective is that I think Shopware six is uh, initially designed for another purpose as Magento 1 and even 2 is. Because, like you said, Mag- ShopR6 is meant to be as a, let's say, a transaction engine in a complex infrastructure. That's why they have these excellent headless services. So uh, I, I, if 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 I look at our ShopR6 projects, I see more complex projects with larger product assortments. They tend to work with product information management systems. And that's why they need, they lesser need the product management part within shopr itself. But I get it. If you come from Magento, of course, you expect that you can do more on product management within the uh, CMS.
3: I mean, it's, it's not me because I was also very surprised when I started working with Magento that merchants, I mean, and this is, I don't know whether this is a German thing. I think so. They don't use, um, uh, I would not say. Complex infrastructure, but the German merchant is used to work within Magento, and they are used to get an email if there is an uh, a new order. And these were completely different things for me because I thought, okay, if you have an, a system like Magento, or yeah. shopware, or whatever, you would have a a PIM as well because you want to, I know, have a channel perspective for each product information like images. You would shoot out images in a different way for Twitter, for eBay, uh-huh. for your front-end store, and so on, and also the, the the product descriptions and all that stuff. So it's um, it's context specific, but. The merchants we deal with usually work within Magento. Sometimes they do have a PIM or they do have an an ERP. Usually they have an ERP. They export the data, uh, but then they start to enrich the data or modify the data within Magento. And for that, they, again, need some kind of system there.
1: For your information, we we are working uh, on on the PIM system, and uh, yeah, we've got a lot of a lot of experiences also uh, on that side. So yeah, everything really depends on the content, uh, um, uh, on the situation that uh, mm. customer has, which is very broad. Because depending if you've got uh, products that are changing quite often, like fashion, yeah, you just uh, take the the skirt or the jacket you make the picture and after two weeks it's gone because it's already uh, winter so you need a big uh, jacket uh, or you need more heavier boots uh, and so on so it's uh, depending on the processes how it's uh, you know how it's uh, how it's organized but it's true german people are tend to do things uh, you know as efficient as possible yeah it doesn't mean as simple but as efficient as uh, as possible that's why i think if you look at the the Germany in global—that's why your economy is so good because you look at the efficiency, uh, and you know if something can be done simple and it's working, you know, uh, and you're okay with this. Why to why why to change it? It saves money, so you have money for your great car, uh, you know, and so on and so on. So it's—I uh, think it's it's country it's country, it's country specific, yeah. Uh, Absolutely, that's it's why a say I say
3: I, I, it's usually a very um, a very personal perspective on all of that things and. Um, I see that Americans work in a completely different way again. So if you look on the American uh, merchant, so the merchant, then it's a totally different story. And also people or or company sizes that use Magento here in Germany, you will never see those companies in in the States, for example, using Magento. They would go with uh, Shopify or with BigCommerce or whatever, because they, they never think of installing something on premise. But the Germans are... That's mine, I pay one time, and then it's mine they yeah. they are they have a very hard time with subscriptions and all that stuff, so that's that's why I think it's a german thing yeah Same thing. that's why you have
1: the that's why you have the biggest number of classic cars in Germany yeah if you buy your b m w you will drive it for thirty years and it's still a great condition and after thirty years, you can sell it for more money that you purchased. So it's, it's it's an efficiency. It's an efficiency that you uh, uh, that you have, okay. So, but you mentioned some stuff about Shopware. If you look at some some challenges that it uh, that it has, um, what about community? Because we are all coming from Magento community, which was very um, mature, with you know many experiences. So, how do you see uh, once you look at uh, once you look at German community, comparing the, the Shopware community to Magento community?
2: I'm or we are um, still not. Or it, it, for me, it doesn't feel like I'm deeply into the shopware connection uh, community, and therefore I'm still not sure whether my outside view is the correct one. But um, the shopware community feels very agency-driven, where the at least the German Magento community feels very freelancer-driven. At least when I started, and um, in the last years, um, a lot of freelancers um, gathered together and um, founded agencies. But um, the Magento community was driven by a lot of freelancers and not by Adobe or Magento or eBay or whoever owned Magento. But um, we took care of the problems and we had a problem with Magento and no one thought about um, asking Magento or you're trying once to support a problem to Magento, you never hear back, and then you build a module to fix the problem yourself. And um, maybe you put and it you on. And you created GitHub. a community. Yeah, and we created a community. So um, actually, someone else created a community, I only joined. So, Rico is ask Rico about the roots. Um Yeah, so Fabian, 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 maybe that's the, that's the clue for Shopware that they, uh, because
1: they do a very good support, we, uh, we've we got uh, mm-hmm. three projects on Shopware and the support is unbelievable, so maybe they shouldn't yep. do the support, then we will have to organize ourselves and like if nothing is working, yep. then you call Go someone ahead. like help me, help me and you build a relation and the community is created, Yeah. yeah, maybe they're too hey. good.
2: I, absolutely, I had super interesting discussions, especially around the um, Shopware Community Day um, a few weeks back, that um, Shopware is doing or whether Shopware is doing too much. Fabian, uh, we love
1: to ask about uh, you know individual crystal ball. If you could imagine you are a wizard uh, and you know the future, uh, so what do you think? What will happen uh, with with Shopware within you know few, a few years, like two, three years? where shopware uh, will be with, uh, with shopware 6 where you with one will uh, will fit into uh, into it
2: so um i hope that shopware 6 will be awesome or i i think shopware 6 is already awesome and is fun to work with and i hope they are growing and i hope that shopware as a company stays the same as they are currently, they are approachable, and one can talk to them, and they there is always someone who um helps you with stuff and I hope they are not um not transforming into one of these big enterprise companies where you have no clue where you talk uh, who do you talk to and the first person you talk to is sales um and not a developer and yeah Mage one um, i'm really curious where we are going to so currently the big question is how much people or how much customers do we have um, which we are selling them time to migrate and how much customers we have who have the wish to stay on magenta one and um this is the question about whether we are delivering so we are currently um uh, giving away the, the statement that we are doing five years, match one, that is our promise. And um, yeah, the question is, do we more? And um, this this answer can only, only be given in two or three years. So I'm really curious how this works out.
0: And will, okay. you, set up the, will you set up the same for Shopware 5? Because Shopware 5 is end of life in 2024. <laughs> so do you, uh, do you do a copy paste?
2: <laughs> we are already joking about that um but um currently there is no um no plan for that but um if yeah we have to see okay, that cool. might be something we can do and um so the business model already exists um and yeah but um no there is nothing more than jokes currently
1: okay cool okay Oh, Rico, and what about the the agency and developers? What kind of you know competences and uh, and focus should uh, developers have uh, looking at Shopware? What 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 they should learn? Uh, what kind of you know uh, experiences they should get if you look for the future? What will be important to to make a good uh, good Shopware you know uh, implementations?
3: I mean, as uh, as always, a developer should. Have a well understanding of um, of a good programming style. So there are, I mean, shopper is is using the Symfony framework, so you should get familiar with that. Now <clears throat> uh, they are using Vue.js, so you should get familiar with that as well. Um, they have um, extensive usage of the API, and in that case, you should be familiar with um, you know, REST requests. You know, so, um, GraphQL probably, and in that case, there's a lot of um, you know, generic things you should learn, and this is not specific for Shopware, but this knowledge can be used in any other project as well. So, in that case, um, you don't learn specifically something for Shopware, but for for yourself as a developer, and um, I think if you do that, um, you can do a good job with Shopware 6.
0: Okay, and, uh, keep, and keeping in mind that Shopware 6 is is also ha- yeah, going to a cloud future, and that that, that that makes it necessary for developers to do some other things as well, right? So what do you think of the Shopware 6 cloud?
3: Um, the thing is I have no idea how the Shopware uh, cloud is being implemented and what you can do and what you cannot do because there are various things. If you talk about cloud, it's a very broad word and it's not very specific you have uh, paas or saas magento's uh, cloud is using a -A -A paas approach so you get your own instance it's being mainly managed by um, a team of adobe employees and the hosting company behind that while saas means it's like shopify for example you yep. only get access to this service, and you can use it as um, an additional merchant within the big, I know, application. Yeah. Yep. So, in that case, I, as far as I understand, Shopware plans two things. Uh, the first one is a small, a small Shopware version, which is some kind of Shopware Go or whatever, Shopware Cloud, which yep. is Software as a Service. So, you can just book a Shopware store, and then you use it as it is without um, any additional modification uh, opportunities from a core code point of view then you have the uh, pass where you can access the instance and modify much more than you could with uh, the SaaS solution so in that case um, it's it's still the same i mean it it doesn't change you probably have to look into uh, deployment strategies and deployment technology continuous integration and all that stuff to get familiar with yeah. How can my my changes go from my local machine to a tested live system and all the stuff in between? And um I think back in the days, Shopware 5 uh, agencies and, and 4 and 3 and so on, they were used to just modify stuff in the back end a little bit via FTP, and that's it. Um I recently listened to some some podcasts and um It was a podcast where a a very sophisticated uh, shopware agency was talking about their approaches to the different tasks that they have to do. And they really talked about uh, copying things via FCP. And I was a little bit surprised, (laughs) not in the positive way, um, because I know with with Magento, you were forced to work in a different way, in a much more professional way. And this is what we try to do with shopware as well. And we currently see that it's not that easy because the way how shopware is built, uh, at the moment, makes it a little bit more difficult to start a project, because usually you have uh, a text file, it's a Composer JSON file, and you say, I need Shopware 6, I need this and that, and then you say Composer install, and that's it. Yep. And this is something that doesn't work with Shopware 6 at the moment, so still you have to copy and paste uh, a bunch of files from Shopware, there's a production template and a development template, and um, this is a weird approach to that thing and i still didn't grasp the idea behind that so probably it's something that i have to get in my mind or shopware has to understand that it should be done in a different way now perhaps i have no idea
1: yeah maybe both And aren't you, aren't you afraid that, uh, because the, the cloud approach is changing a little bit, uh, you know, our job as agencies, uh, you know, freelancers, uh, because it's more like saying, okay, this is the system. So instead of working on, on premise, uh, and you, where you adjust the system exactly as you need. Um, you can and you pay a lot of money for this. Uh, you can just adjust your processes and agree that uh, you know the cloud is or SaaS is as it is, uh, and you can you can start selling, start working, without agencies, without freelancers, without all the all the challenges that uh, that you have. Aren't you afraid that within? Not maybe two years, but five, ten years. uh, You know, a typical developer who's doing customization uh, is not going to be, you know, a very popular, very popular activity. People will take, take clouds, take SaaS, and adjust their processes and uh, start selling immediately, without even knowing that you can do it with FTP or you can do it some other way. Yeah, because they will, they will not need it. They will only focus on the the business.
3: The thing is that. I mean you you have different focus groups for these uh for these um, products yeah so the ShopRack cloud solution is something that you most probably don't use in an unmodified way for large tier merchants because they have highly customized processes and they need a software that adapts to these processes and they don't want to use uh, any kind of saas solution that cannot be modified um, that's why you see this high demand for customization for Magento projects or for any other thing, because they don't switch to Shopify or BigCommerce or um, not even uh, commerce tools. And um, in that case, I don't see that happening. Small-tier merchants, absolutely, but they could use, um, I mean, in Germany we say Baukastensysteme, yeah, Systeme, where you have just a, a bunch of elements that you can drag and drop together, like a, a block editor in WordPress, so we have this here. Um, Everywhere and smaller merchants can use that, and they will use that, and I'm fine with this. Um, uh, We can help them with their challenges, but I don't think that we, as a developer, um, will be unnecessary for larger shopware, Magento, whatever projects. Even Shopify, Uh, Shopify has an application uh, interface where you can extend the way how Shopify works with custom code, and this is what you need a developer for, and. yeah so the the demand for customization usually i what i see is it's just growing and not shrinking okay great
1: okay guys uh, at the end uh, as you know we've got um, time for five uh, five honest questions so we'll ask you questions uh just an example snowboard or skiing and uh where you've got like 2 3 seconds for an answer uh and then we ask you why you why you selected this uh, this answer so i have a first first question for fabian so the question is about the beer uh becks or kronbacher which which one would be your beer uh
2: good question um i would opt for uh becks um i drank a lot of uh kronbacher on our live action role playings, and um to be honest i prefer less bitter so i would go for less bitter and yeah and germany backs is a little of party and uh yeah softy beer so softy beer for me i'm a softy that's good
0: <laughs> okay cool thomas yes rico uh do you want to go with view js or react
3: absolutely Vue JS. So I don't have to think about this question because I looked into both, and um, I think the the approach of both is different, and uh, the things I have to work with usually are covered with UGS. It's a modern approach. I like it very much, and um, for me React is just too way too complex, and okay. it doesn't fit my needs.
1: Thank you. Okay, um, so question to Fabian. Cloud or on-premise?
2: <laughs> it depends. <laughs> so but
1: you have to um,
2: choose one. I, if I have to choose one, I think I would go on premise um, because um, there is more freedom, and I can either way um, re- uh, run my my on premise stuff in some cloud thingy. But so cloud is just someone's else computer. Um, we tend to say so. Oh, that's a hard question. Um, and philosophically, we need first to define what is cloud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, sure, but
1: it's I'm, like I'm, a first, first. Yeah.
2: No, I, I'm a fan of uh, running my own infrastructure. Although I'm super happy that um, as that I don't run my own infrastructure, but someone else is taking care of that. And um, yeah, but having more freedom and more access to everything is cool. Um, but uh, Of course is more dangerous and more work Um, So yeah, but I like on premise
1: Okay,
0: okay, Enrico you you travel a lot also probably through Germany So do you prefer going to Berlin or Munich? What's your favorite city and why?
3: Uh, In that case, it's Berlin because it's a little bit bigger and it's I know it's it's versatile. You you find so much different things. Um, I used to be in Munich a lot, but um, no, it's it's. uh, I know it feels dense and compressed and somehow not scaled well. And in Berlin, you have the different areas. But if I can choose a third option, I would go for
2: Hamburg to be honest. Okay. (laughs) So it would be neither Berlin nor Munich. (laughs) But yeah, in that
3: case, Berlin.
2: Okay. Thanks. The right answer would have been Berlin because Fabian is there.
3: But actually, Fabian travels so much that he's barely in Berlin. So whenever I go to Berlin, I'm pretty sure he's not there. I mean, it might change with Corona, but um, yeah. All right, last one, guys.
2: Okay.
1: Okay, the last one, Um uh, Magenta two or Shopper six?
3: Both of you.
2: This is <laughs> <laughs> what a question. That is no question.
3: Shopware yeah. six. Uh, I would go. So for for my merchants, especially, it's Shopper six. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Okay. Great. So thank you. Thank you very much for
1: your time. Uh, and I think we, we got quite interesting discussion. So I think people people will enjoy to to listen. And uh, on one side, better understand the differences between Magento and, and shopware and also understand, you know, an option to have to have an extended an extended support. So uh, thank you for your thank you for your time again. And uh, uh, if you like this uh, this episode and you like our podcast, Please give us five stars and also share it with your friends uh, so they can learn more about uh, Shopware and the Shopware Shopware community. Thank you very much. Bye.
0: Welcome to Shopware Unplugged, episode eight.